Holiday House Books for Young Readers, Peachtree Publishing Company, and Pixel and Ink present Jordan Scott and Sidney Smith, author and illustrator of I Talk Like a River, in conversation with Professor of Children's Literature, Sylvia Vardell. Can an ordinary moment in an ordinary day change how you think about things? How you think about yourself? I Talk Like a River from Neil Porter Books, Holiday House, is a book for any child or adult who has felt lost, lonely, or unable to fit in. My name is Sylvia Vardell, and I'm a professor of children's literature at Texas Women's University with a specialty in poetry for young people. And that's why I'm especially thrilled to be joined on the guest book podcast today by author and poet Jordan Scott, whose very first book for children, I Talk Like a River, is a beautiful, powerful, and personal award-winning picture book, gorgeously illustrated by Sidney Smith, artist, illustrator, and winner of the Greenaway Medal. I Talk Like a River has been extremely well-received and has racked up a long list of accolades, including American Library Association Schneider Family Book Award, Boston Globe Horn Book Award winner, ALA Notable Children's Book, and has been named a Best Book of the Year by the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, Publishers Weekly, NPR, Horn Book, Kirkus Reviews, Bank Street College, Chicago Public Library, Children's Book Council, and on and on. It's also available as a beautiful audiobook narrated by our author, Jordan Scott. We're chatting today, timed to International Stuttering Awareness Day, which is October 22nd. Welcome, Jordan and Sydney. Hello. Hi, thanks for having us. My pleasure. It's been a year since publication, but the book continues to have legs. I know you've both spoken about this book with NPR, Horn Book, and others. But Jordan, could you please share again why this was an important story for you to tell and to share in the form of poetry? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks. That's a great question. Um, so I think it's in, it's in, for me, it's an important story to sh- share for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, one, I think, is a very uh, a, a personal reason in that it honors that moment between my uh, uh, father and I, um, and it recognize the in- uh, uh, recognizes the impact of those small moments between um in this case like father and son that can really change the uh trajectory of someone's life so i think that was important to me on a real uh, personal uh level um and, and then in outside of the of the of the, the personal i think that when I write, I rarely uh, think about that. I really think about what kind of impact a, a book can have. Mm-hmm. But for this one, there was a. There's always been every time I've wanted to write or talk about stuttering. There's there's also there's always this kind of uh, low hum behind 
all of the work that I do that is definitely hopeful that that there's a a more nuanced and uh, empathetic understanding of uh, communication and speech and 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 disfluency. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, poetry. I mean, the the that's that's what I do. Uh, so I think that's why it it came out that way. Um, but for me, but uh, poetry is just an instinctual uh, a, a mode of expression that I always uh, default to. So um, I don't really know how to how to do anything else. So that's that's why it comes out that way. Yeah, I love that. And I love that um, poetry is such a vehicle for self-expression and is so good about incorporating sound and silence and pause and and fluency. Um, I I love that. And I read that you came to poetry through uh, Dennis Lee's work as a child and then this rediscovered him as an adult through some of his adult poetry. And that was sort of a an opening into writing um, for kids and writing poetry. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, no, that's a, been a really in, incredible uh, a lineage of inspiration and uh, learning for me to spend time with Dennis Lee's work. When I was a kid, it was one of the first times I recognized myself was in alligator pie for a couple of reasons one because i i i um, i understood in i i saw myself i saw myself in the in the and the way that i speak in the in in the nonsensical that uh, Lee uh, uses quite a lot, and so I I was able to s- see my stuttering in those in those moments, and I was also able to see it for the for the first time as something a- a pleasurable, something strange but exciting, something uh, odd but uh, but beautiful and in enjoyable and i remember hearing my parents read that read that book and and really slip up and struggle at some points and that was also uh, really a uh, generative uh, for me and th- then when i got older as an adult i discovered a lot of his his poetry like um one of my favorite books is his his collection titled on and um you know he just makes a language strange and he delights in sound and silence and and the page and um i've always admired that about him and he actually wrote the uh the uh, i blurb to my second book of poetry that was 
specifically about stuttering. So that was super cool. Uh, I still think that's that's one of the, one of the, you know, coolest experiences (laughs) of my, the, the, the closest that I've ever come to being cool, I think is, is that. Wow. What a moment. Yeah. To have, um, your role model, so to speak, uh, the poet whose work you so admire, then admire your own work. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Wow, wonderful. Sydney, the illustrations for this book are stunning and are so perfectly matched to the words, the mood, and the story arc. I'm curious about how you work through presenting Jordan's poetry on the page, particularly the placement of the text. Sometimes a double page spread with those horizontal boxes reading left to right, top to bottom, and then in the amazing centerfold, uh, center, what is it called, a gatefold center page. How did you decide where the words would go and, and how to place them along with the art? Well, um, I had met with Jordan during the development of this book, and um, I read a, a, some of his other books, which were uh, incredibly inspiring and a, and a wonderful introduction into his work before the this project that we were working on. So I, uh-huh. kind of a glimpse into this past nice. um, way of, of thinking and, and, and presenting his work. So seeing the way that his words were already very dynamic on the page and reflecting uh, or or eliciting a, a, a way of reading that really I hadn't really considered before. So it was, it was exciting to be able to take these words in this book and play around with them as well. And so the shape of the text block sometimes resembles the trickling of a river or the way that some of the words are displaced or... Um, separated and it really affects the way that you read to yourself but also to other people and um and then there's also playing around with the order and way things are read with those blocks at the beginning of the of the of the book you have these long strips you could read them across the across the two pages but also you could read them this way and it would it would essentially be the same but it, it almost subconsciously we thought it could, it could Im- immediately introduce this this sense of uh, of of being unsure about about the text and and um, sort of disturb the confidence of going into this book, which is I don't know. I mean, it, it all kind of goes towards the creating this feeling in in the reader, this feeling of anxiety or this feeling of insecurity, I suppose, uh, and and that's what a lot of the illustrations were doing or I was trying to do with the illustrations, which was um, in, in a very impressionistic kind of approach, trying to elicit this feeling of, 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 of anxiety or stress within, within the character. And a lot of it is pointed right at the characters, a lot of portraits and a lot of um, close-up images of the character. And then, uh, and then of course there's the gatefold, which is my favorite part of the, the book, not only because it was an opportunity to to use the medium in an interesting way, something that I haven't been able to do before, which was um, a double gatefold, which is that it opens up really wide. But also it's timed 
directly with this cathartic moment, this moment of of revelation and and relief and and the character you're o- literally opening up the character's mind and or, or or yeah looking inside their mind and inside their mind they are they are wading out into this glittering river and it's it's such a beautiful moment that i knew had to be really impactful because it's, that's the that's the real um I don't know. It just had to work. It had to work. And so thinking about it uh, a lot, I approached the idea. I broached, I I, I introduced the idea to our editor, Neil Porter. And he's a funny guy because he'll never, he, 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 he has to like, he thinks about it very deeply about whether it serves the story or not. And very often you, you get that question, like, does it make the story better or worse? And I was like, well, we could tell the story without it, but it would be such a such an amazing uh, addition to the story to, to really put it over the edge. And I think it did. I think it does. I think it serves mm-hmm. the story. And it, it's a good reminder that, you know, you can put bells and whistles on books, but if it doesn't serve the story, it's really, it's mm-hmm. almost a distraction. Um, but mm-hmm. luckily in this in this case, this book, I feel... I feel like it really does serve the story and serves Jordan's text really well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's a pause. It's tactile. It's visual. Um, yes, it's so powerful. And you don't, you're right. You don't see that often in children's books where there's gatefolds or die cuts because it's more expensive to produce. And yeah. often publishers are like, no, I don't think we can do that. But I, right. I, I love Neil Porter's always he's always raising the bar for a quality picture book and doing things that are different. But again, that serve the story, serve the language, serve the art. I love that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you mentioned that you two had met before. Uh, I had assumed when I read that Neil Porter introduced you and paired you for this book, but you already knew of each other's work. Well, not necessarily. I don't know. Jordan, I think was a huge fan of mine before we met. Is that true? <laughs> I was an enormous. I was an enormous fan. Uh, he was. He, yeah, he, he was. Just, yeah, he yeah. was the captain of the fan club. Uh, I think the West we Coast have, chapter. We do. We have a Facebook page and a whole, <laughs> a whole spread. Um, it's kind of awkward now, but they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, we had we met Neil introduced us, and um, I don't know. There's there's not really uh, a, a right way to go about it. And sometimes editors like to keep uh, the author and illustrator separate. Um, but it was obvious at this point that the three of us, uh, Jordan and Neil and I were on the same, uh, on the same uh, uh, level and uh, really were excited about just making this book as beautiful and as uh, powerful as we could. And so Jordan and I met in Toronto um, early in the development. And it was really important for me because uh, talking to Jordan um, and, and really like knowing that we, we, what we both wanted from this book was, was the same. And also just hearing Jordan telling me the story and realizing that what it was was about someone l- learning that they're that they're not broken, that they are 
you know, they are completely natural, as natural as the river. And it's, of course, it's in the text. It's all there. But it really had to come from Jordan for me to really realize, oh, this is what it's all about. And it was a powerful moment. And from there, I, I just took off mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So you're envisioning Jordan as the little boy because it's his story. Yes, or- but... Uh, <laughs> I also feel like uh, that's me. I mean, that's the only way uh-huh. I can really approach it because I don't have the same experience as Jordan, uh-huh. but I can relate as anyone can to uh-huh. this story. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It could be a girl. It could be a boy. It, yeah. It's all of us feeling different, weird, not accepted. And I right. love the fact that in, in reading the story, and if you read it out loud um, with children, which, I love to do um, that you're really conveying the uh, emotions about any child who wants to sit in the back. I mean, that was me mm-hmm. <laughs> who doesn't want to speak up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of, of a, a fairly universal feeling for a lot of children, even those who later do gain confidence or are very verbal or, or what have you. Um, yeah. You, you both really captured that. Uh, really sort of a childhood evolving of who am I? How do I fit here? Am I okay? Right. right. But that's not, no, it's not exclusive to childhood either. That's something. That's a good point. (laughs) We all, even within our, our um, golden years have, have struggled with all the time. It never goes away. And I, uh, that's the universal appeal of the book. It's, Mm. uh, it's whether we like it or not, we are constantly, Mm -hmm sort of at odds with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Is there anything that either of you have not yet shared in the backstory of the creation of this book? I'd love to hear more. I don't think so. I think that's, I think that's probably it. I mean, the, uh, editing process with Neil was, uh, a really remarkable experience for me um you know his understanding of the genre and poetry and uh narrative is really quite extraordinary um but the the level uh, uh, i think we we both have the same kind of love and obsession over the uh minutia right so we would spend a lot of time in that, which I think is rare, you know, at least in my experiences as a writer. So it it was wonderful to find someone who was that obsessive and excited about um, just about small, small turns in phrases vocabulary uh line breaks right so uh the editing really changed a lot of the of the story and that was yeah yeah just to add i think i remember neil saying that he felt like it was it 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 felt like it was uh the olden days i guess he he put it kind of like yeah the way it used to be working on, on building a book uh which feels nice because from my perspective, it really felt like a purely collaborative effort. It wasn't yeah. these people off in their own, you know, uh, mm-hmm. studios or 
caves or whatever and and <laughs> doing their parts and just fitting it together it really uh, was step by step mm-hmm. like collaborative yeah i mean i tend i tend to send i'll only send uh, neil stories that i have worked on for a long time and that have gone through a lot of edits from myself and from my kind of the community of friends who read my work so when the story went to him i there you know i it was it, it it was it was done in the sense of 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 the i i guess the narrative arc but, but there were some changes that he suggested that I really believed uh, made the book. That book wouldn't have been the same without um, the work that that we did uh, together. But th- that's what I love because I'm I'm not very particular. Like I I I really enjoy uh, the collaboration. I've always uh, collaborated. I like uh, giving my uh, work up to people to see. Uh, what happens so that, that that was a that was a that that was a real great experience that we had mm, that's wonderful and for your fir- first book jordan you couldn't have had a better editor i mean neil porter Absolutely. is amazing <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 oh that's wonderful interesting because i've often found that poets um who are very focused on the arrangement of the text on the page and the just right word um, might not want to change much of their text as it moves to picture book form. So that's interesting that you found that positive. I th- yeah, I think that there's um, there's um, I, 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 I think one of the mistakes poets make, and I'll just say this in general, I feel like I'm a poet so i can say that i think that uh, when i talk to other poets when i talk to students one of the things that i tell them that they should do is they should go to a library and have a look at a at a at any poet's archive and once they do that uh that will that will change their perception of what a poem is or should be or can be and how it's written so i think one of the mistakes that poets sometimes make is the idea that 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 there's a certain preciousness to what or what arrives and what goes on the page but if you see these if you if you go and have a look at the archival work, you see that uh, for the for the most part, it's uh, it's less about poetry and uh, more about editing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's always been just how I learned to uh, to write. So, and I. And I really enjoy having other people go into my that work and that, break it apart and put it back together again or make suggestions and things like that. Because, I'm, I'm, I mean, what could be what could be 
better than 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 having that that kind of intimacy with someone you know uh there's a real level of of um of of kind of care and experience that you don't get anywhere else that's like the experience i had with working with sydney too and when we still um, i mean we work together a lot and um yeah what could be better than that when are you ever going to going to be able to define that that specific experience in any aspect of your life Mm -hmm. so it's sort of the adage two heads are better than one and if one head is a poet and one head is an artist you're in good shape (laughs) well i had the experience of of writing and illustrating for the one one time i did that one time and um it's uh i believe me it's it's a different beast altogether Mm -hmm. i mean um i for 15 years been collaborating with other writers and you taking other uh people's texts and and illustrating them but uh when you do it by yourself it's almost uh too intimidating the uh, the Mm. options and the choices to make are unlimited and you just you can get so lost in it and i'm currently lost in it i'm always lost in it but uh when you work with someone else and collaborate with someone else it's about elevating each other and it's such Mm -hmm. a there's a freedom to that and, and and such a positivity behind that and and the result is something that you could never come up with on your own no matter how many times you're at the typewriter just you know working away you you will never come up with that that um you know that that type of of uh, result than when you are working with someone else mm-hmm. yeah that's beautifully put is that small in the city that was your Right. So that was my first attempt at uh-huh. writing and illustrating mm-hmm. and it, it, it worked out, but I, it um, did pretty well. Yes. It's it, a beautiful yeah. book. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, is it right behind me right now? Oh, <laughs> is it? oh yeah. <laughs> well, I love this idea of the power of collaboration and elevating the work because mm-hmm. when we think about teaching and children and schools, it's almost always do your own work and don't share and don't look at anybody else's and don't talk about it and a better model for writing might be well let's work together and pick a partner and let's have a group and let's make it better together i think that's a very different model that maybe we need to think more about in terms of classroom teaching yeah well i think i think as a society we are very very um obsessed with the idea of a visionary or the genius or Mm. the which is not it's it's such a load of malarkey (laughs) it's not it's not true i mean it's rarely true um but what's even better is when you have people who uh work hard uh and you know show up to work and put in the hours and work together are good to uh collab with collaborating and that's even that that i think is a much more beautiful and realistic goal Uh than to be the Uh genius to be the visionary which doesn't exist right I totally agree. You both have two sons, right? That's right. You too, Jordan, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So have your sons read uh, this book? Have you shared it with them? And have they responded to it in any particular way or that father-son bond since you're both fathers with sons? I'm just curious about that. 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's just that. It's, it's just that. The worst thing, yeah. No. Uh, well, well, this is kind of it. Kind of relates to the, what I really love about Jordan's story is, uh, is that it's this moment between a father and son. But I believe, and I, I think that I, I, it's more beautiful when when you think about it this way that the father really had no intention of imparting any sort of guidance because as a parent, you re- quickly realize that as soon as you start trying to give some words of wisdom or sage-like wisdom to your children, it always backfires. And, and, and it's usually the moments where you don't, you're not even considering what you're saying when it, it, it affects them the most. And, and it's, and I feel like in this book with Jordan's text and his experience, I, I like to think that the father had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> he was just, 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 you know, chatting and, and uh, yeah, just talking. And, but it's so beautiful that those moments are the ones that as a child, you really like, they can really, really impact you mm-hmm. um, and, and change the way that you feel about yourself for better or for worse. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you, you know, par- as adults, you can be careless and, and mm-hmm. not realize how you can affect can be hurtful too right yeah yeah yeah. jordan did i read that that's sort of the story that you're that this moment was based on something your dad said that he didn't uh, it wasn't necessarily a big moment for him oh yeah no he he Uh doesn't he doesn't remember any of it (laughs) that's beautiful i think it's poetic that way yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you know he's a you know, my dad's a really interesting guy and he, uh, he is, he's so, he's so proud of the book and, you know, and he gets really um, emotional about it, mm-hmm. but he also he has, he, he's, he just, he has no, you know, I think at one point he's like, he's like, that is a, that doesn't sound like me, but I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Truth is- and it's just, you know, he's just, uh, he, he doesn't, he, I mean, it's definitely something that, you know, it's just uh, in terms of my family dynamic, it is most definitely something that my mother would say, because she's a, she is, she's a poet uh and very insightful and if you knew my dad even if you met him for like a couple minutes you would be surprised that (laughs) this happened and he was able to say something like this but it did and I'm, i'm grateful for it and you know maybe it's just you know maybe it's just he had that he had that uh, one thing in there and that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, the key is it meant something to you that that was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Nature is such a beautiful part of the story, both in the poetry and in the art, noticing the trees and the birds, the moon, the river, and being out in the world is so healing for the boy in this story. Is that the special influence of your setting, Vancouver Island and Nova Scotia, both such beautiful places on the planet? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that um, 
So I mean, for me on, on a personal level that when I go out into, so my association with being outside, being in the water, being out in the woods is not having to talk. And I think that's so um, kind of deeply ingrained in me that it it's just it's just it's just part of me. Like I I, wow. I, I remember even when I first met my wife and we moved to Vancouver, um, and I'm a teacher, so I'm I talk all the time, and it's very. Ex- exhausting in that in that regard for uh, for me specifically and I remember you, you know t- telling her about like just being I just need to go away so I don't have to t- talk for a bit and I go, go out into the woods so I, I mean this is um so th- that's that's how that relationship's started with uh with with being out in uh, nature and that's how it how it can continues um it's just a it's just a real integral aspect of my of my everyday uh, life mm. That's beautiful. And it's it, it it's reflected in the story, too, in that it's a place just to be and not to be trying hard or to or to talk, to be heard. Just a place to be for the little boy in the story. How about yeah. you, Sid, Sydney? Is nature an important part of the the artistic process for you, too? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I have a similar relationship with uh, nature. I was born in the country on a farm uh, and have always sort of felt misplaced in the city. Uh, But it's very clear in the text of Jordan's text that that that, um, the art really had to kind of follow the follow the words in a way that that, that the story didn't really, you know, the camera didn't really pan out until we got Mm. to nature. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, it was it was very much close in on the characters, very much about ways of interpreting the feeling of of this character from the moment they woke up, and um, I thought that that was an interesting direction to go. Was was as soon as the you could feel in the words that the character was starting to loosen up, starting to feel calmer that that's when the the art also kind of reflected that that sense of peacefulness and and beauty so you do have a little bit more of a kind of a traditional and sort of um lush painting to match with the with, with the direction of the words and the and the text mm-hmm. but yeah i i think it's just it it comes down to the the most the the real essence of the story of it being about what's natural and Mm. that we're all natural and Mm. um, everything that's 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 in the story 
that's the the crows the moon the pine trees everything all of them even though they may represent the thing that that which causes so much anxiety within the, the character it's all natural it's all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. part of nature including us and it's right it's not, nothing is nothing is outside of that yeah that's beautiful we are who we are that is natural whatever mm-hmm. whatever we're like that's beautiful yeah. Yeah, well, that's Jordan. That's <laughs> that's 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 the poet. <laughs> that's the words. That's the, like the that's that's his that's his story. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're running out of time here shortly, but I wanted to ask if there are any future collaborations in the works between you two, or I hope more poetry for young people, Jordan. Well, I have. Uh, uh, so I have. Two books that coming out with um, with uh, Neil Neil Porter and Holiday House, um, and uh, one of them um, I am I I was uh, grateful enough to work with um, Sydney on, so we are working on that. I will be doing all of the. Uh, the illustrations, though, they will be yeah. um, very wow. impressionistic uh, uh, stick stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, and and then just basically like me jamming my hand onto on the page. So it's very avant garde. Yeah. And cool. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm I'm exci- I mean I mean I mean so thrilled to work with uh, Sydney again so we've been uh chatting and uh, uh, collaborating on this next book yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be really lovely yeah and yeah. I'm excited about it and um and yeah it's it, it's such a nice um experience to collaborate with someone uh like Jordan because we share so many um just so many ways of of thinking about of stories and, and the potential um, lengths that 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 the medium can go. Like you could really like, there's so many interesting ways to take storytelling and and picture books and mm-hmm. um, and let's just see how far we can take it. I can't wait to see that. That sounds wonderful. Before we sign off, Jordan and Sydney, could you please sign the guest book by leaving listeners with one thought or idea that you hope they'll take away with them from this conversation or from the book or about poetry in general? I would say that I, I, I don't, I would say that if I was to sign off and say something about poetry is that I would say that don't don't hesitate or don't be afraid to make language strange. Don't be. I would say experiment and uh, delight into that in in that experimentation when you write poetry and try to think of all the ways that poetry is different from prose because in poetry you can do things that you can't do in any other art form 
So that's what I, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's beautiful. Be strange, experiment, be different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you, Sydney? Uh, well, I guess, uh, I mean, I, I I can't beat that. That's pretty good. (laughs) That uh, he's still in my line. Really? Uh, I, uh, I have been talking a lot lately to myself, but also to others. Uh, um about play and it really it's the same as what jordan was was saying and it's something that um as a professional artist i'm constantly trying to remind myself mm-hmm. it's something that maybe i don't have to remind younger people because it's something that comes naturally but playing is such an important part of the process discovering things about yourself and discovering things about your voice and um and uh without without any editing without any um um critical thinking but just opening up the gates and seeing what comes out and it's such a beautiful beautiful practice that i think i want everyone to um do a little bit more of Beautiful. I like that. I think you're both right that both these things come very naturally to kids to Mm. be strange, experiment, play. um, Mm. And then we adults are uncomfortable with that. And we tell them, no, that's not quite right. Do it with this many syllables or stay within the lines and only use the natural colors. So maybe this is a message for the adult listeners here who don't always remember what it's like to be five or eight or 13 or because children are just such natural experimenters. And it's always so interesting to see what they come up with. And then somehow we have them conform and let's stop that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you both. Thanks for having us. 